Hi. Hey everyone. This is Lisa. Welcome to King Worldwide. It seems like it's becoming a Friday night live. I'm so excited. All right. Hello everyone. Today we're talking about resisting and refusing the opposition. I'm tagging on to what Brother Copeland talked about in the partner letter in November. And consequently enough, I was able to do a broadcast on this um, 2015, 2016, when the, when the Lord was really changing me while I was working my job, or finished my job, but how to resist and stand. And I know a lot of times people, my broadcasts are the meat of the gospel. And I know a lot of times, no, in the past, a lot of times people were like, I don't get it. It's not, I'm not connecting with that. The thing is, your spirit is. If you can't handle it, that's okay. I have, I find no fault in anyone, and I'm not here um, trying to gain anything. I am being obedient and sharing what the Lord tells me to do. So we're going to be taking, excuse me, we're going to be taking today's scripture from Romans 4, and it's 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, and we'll tag on 21. Yes, meat and potatoes. And so let me start off by saying, this is not really a formula. This is what rose up within me and changed me when I was giving a tithe of my time in the word because I was frustrated with my life. I, I didn't, I know a lot of people know the story, but it's sincerely, I struggled 30 years and the 30 year struggle was not all oh, poor me. I was dedicated, researching, trying to figure out what was wrong with my insides and why I wasn't married and what's the problem. So many people zoom by that. And it's the most important part. The reason why I bring that the Lord wants to do this is because he is the answer. So if we're in life and we're sold out to the Lord and we're in the word every day and we're finding that we're frustrated from my experience in all, all sincerity, bar a couple of times, I have not been frustrated since 2012. The reason is Lisa is not doing anything. Lisa is not performing. When we think that we have to do for God, it becomes pressure. It becomes frustrating. When we realize how much God loves us and says, get out of the way. Let me live in through you, through Jesus Christ. Then that is how it all happens. John 3.30 says, let us decrease and him increase. That is the secret of my life. It has nothing to do with Lisa getting scriptural or Lisa reading the Bible more than anyone else or Lisa this. It has nothing to do with Lisa. And when everybody that is, you know, just wants milk, when they realize that get out of the way, it's not you. It's not you trying to do a formula. It's not you trying to memorize. Praise God. We don't have to let the word change you. The only thing that we're required to do is be obedient. And that doesn't mean performance. That means if God says the way to know him is in his word, well then get in the word. And I don't like saying it, but it took me a long time. I was in the word, but it wasn't my life. It wasn't number one. Everything else was first and I fit it in. 
I love Jesus. Yes. But it changed when you can give up yourself. If you're, if you're frustrated and you're not finding that things are going for you, it's because most likely it's not what God wants you to be doing. It's what you think you're supposed to be doing and asking God to bless it. And that is mental ascent. And I don't care how long we've been doing something and who else is doing it. The only person we have to answer to is God. And if you're married, your spouse, but God. Because we're kidding ourselves. Life is so good. Does, it, does that mean there's no challenges? No. If you listen to my broadcast, you heard last week. What happened? The victories are here. But this is the process to live peacefully. So it's, let me just read. We're going to go through King James and we're, I'm going to break it down on the board of what the Lord taught me. And of course, I'm not being homolytical, theological. This is how the Lord brought the word to me. You go back to the scripture and make sure it's true for you. So the word says, therefore, it is a faith that it might be by grace to the end. The promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only, which is of the law, but to that also, which is of faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. In the past, this used to be very lengthy and long for me. Over time, what the Lord revealed to me was basically this. Verse 16 is the process. It is of faith. We have to believe. It, you can't try to believe. It's You have to believe. And the way we do that is by grace. And that's God's gift. When we accept Jesus, it's a gift. Nothing more to that. It's a gift. It's by faith. And then it's about the promise. What he's already done for us. So it's all about, okay, thanks. You gave me that. Great. What do I do? Okay. The next part, as it is written, I, God, have made thee, talking to Abraham, a father of many nations. Before him who he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth these things that which not be not as though they were. What does that mean? Number two, verse 17. God, what? how does God do it? He calls things that be not, like what you're looking at, if you want, let's not even say, health and healing, wholeness. My body is whole. My earth suit is well. He called, and it, let's say there was sickness in the past. By Jesus stripes, I was here. And even in Kenneth, Brother Kenneth's letter, he talks about this. But I'm choosing to stand on the word. It, by Jesus stripes, I was healed. 1 Peter 2, 24. I was healed, so I am healed. We call things that be not in front of us as though they were. And the Lord taught me, taught me one day on the treadmill, probably 2013. And he said, as though they were in the beginning before the foundation of the world, before I started everything. He told me those little words to pencil in for me to understand. Oh, I didn't understand. Call things that be not as though they were. What does that mean? Call things in. That be not right now as though they were from the very beginning. God finished everything before he started. You have to take it by faith. Okay, next scripture, 18. Who against hope, this is Abraham, believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. So shall thy seed be. Okay, 18, 19 and part of 20 are the part that we do. This is in terms of when you know you're supposed to do something Let's say um, people that live month to month financially. And let's be real. Unless people are my parents or some other people in general, most people are not financially free. And many that are financial, financially free haven't done it God's way. 
And I'm not being nasty. I'm trying to tell you that because here's a test to know if someone's doing it God's way. Can they give, can they stop what they're doing right this minute and still be taken care of by God? A lot of people think they're financially free. And, and let's say they have money working for them. And God says, take out your money. Give it overseas or something. Okay, their source is money. But what if God says to do that? If God told me to do whatever he tells me to do, I'll do. And I'll still be taken care of because it's been this way since day one. That's the fallacy of most carnal Christians or even Christians in the word they might have money in the bank and everything paid for. But if God said to give it up right now, would we do it? And 99.9% .9 would not. And that's the test to know if that is, what we're doing is our source or God is our source. It doesn't mean you have to empty the bank accounts. That's not. But if he asked you to, and most people say, oh yeah, do it. You got to be honest with yourself. I don't care the answer. It's between you and God. So these are the parts that we do. 18. So in 18, what Abraham, so this is about when God tells you to do something and you don't know how to do it. And he says to do it. This is what Abraham did. He believed what God said. So it's a decision of will. Hazel gave me some great stories this week about the word. And when people aren't consistent, it's so hard. And I don't talk about that as much because that, for 30 years, it was such a struggle. So when God changed me in the instant, when I said, you can have the husband, you can have the career, you can have the job, you can have everything, what do you want me to do? I was set free. And then the word became alive to me. But I do remember other in other areas, or even when I was before the surrender, reading in the word, and I was like, sometimes devotional, sometimes this. I was always in the word, but the word wasn't in me. It wasn't, it didn't take over. So the decision of will is if we want to know God's way, then we got to spend time with him. So that's the decision of our will. That's the only thing we have to do. And then nobody can do it for us. So that's what 18, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken. So he believed it. So 19, and being not weak in faith, he considered not the obvious. Abraham was 99 or 100, 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Sarah couldn't even have babies, and she was 99, 90, 99, whatever. So, and God says you're going to be the father of many nations. And so he said the decision was to believe what God said. So for us, it's to believe, what does the word say? I will take care of you. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. Just seek first him. Get rid of stuff. Lay down your life. When you do that, it's the greatest thing. But you can't go back and forth. Because that is the most frustrating life, and that is basically what I endeavored to do for 30 years. With my heart trying, it was the most miserable thing. So it's a decision of a will to spend time with God and make him first. And if you start small, that's fine. But it's the consistency where the power is. And it's saying that, God, I put you first. Just like tithing. So then you stay with the decision at all costs. Who do we know, literally, that um, God said you're going to have a baby at 199, 99, 190. 
I don't know anyone. So that's absolutely impossible in the natural. So he said no to the flesh. The flesh isn't just your body. It's your thinking, your will, your emotions, your feelings, what everybody else says, the thoughts that come in. There's no, there's not a way of getting around it. God's way is by faith, and this, these are the steps. All right, so number, this is still, okay, the decision of will, no, we stay with the decision at all costs, and we say no to the flesh, mind, will, emotions, and that has been controlled by the liar in the past. Number 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Staggered not, mean, it doesn't mean not make a mistake. I, I, I don't know what Abraham did. Staggered not. So he didn't stagger at the promise. But I'll be transparent. I might have staggered or started to stagger. Actually, I didn't with finances. Satan tried to say things. And I'm like, I'm not having that. Mm -mm. I, I, don't, I didn't have a back door. So that's pretty easy. I had dreams about going back to work. And I asked the Lord, do you want me to go back to work when the ministry started? He's like, no. What's your deal? Trust God. And then he told me to read the back of the um, the blessing book where it says, enter into my rest, sit, sit on his lap. And I wasn't afraid. Mom, thank you. Teach my sister. Oh, that's so funny. Class, class, everybody pay attention. Now, sister, you're not doing that right. That was so mean. The Lord forgave me for that. Second, not the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Okay, this is the answer. So you stagger or not, you resist the confusion, you resist the temptation, you resist the contradiction. The contradiction is that there's no way you can have a baby. You're not going to be the father of many nations because you're just not. The only thing Abraham had going for him is that God said it, but they also became friends. So when you develop a relationship with God, as you develop with your spouse or your best friends, you know what they're thinking. And so it wasn't just... I mean, Abraham trusted God because he, he, he spoke to him and he said yes, but that was by faith. And God meets us where we are, but we have to step out in faith because otherwise it's all natural. And so when we, staggering not, having doubt, worry, unbelief, anything on the fear tree is not being strong in faith. And we cannot be both at the same time and expect results. I know that I know there is something about faith and unbelief. You could be faith have faith in something and unbelief over here. But for the total manifestation of God's victory, you cannot have any fear. You can't have doubt because it mixes. You have to be fully persuaded, and that's what's in 21. Being fully persuaded that what God had promised, He was all He was able to perform. Abraham was fully persuaded. I was fully persuaded. That God told me to do, quit my job in 2014, start the ministry and all, and everything sent, every single thing since 2012, what doctor to go to, what to, it was a growing process. But if we're not fully persuaded, then we're, 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 we're guessing and then we're hoping. And that's not God's hope. That's not the hope of the gospel. That is, well, I hope God told me to do this. Okay. And I'm standing on these principles. I'm not moving. I'm not moving. And then you find out 20 years later, I haven't been moving and I haven't been getting anything and nothing's working. Okay, well, I know what that's like, 30 years. It was not good. Until I had, 
I had to, I had to be honest. What was I not letting God have? What tiny thing was I not letting him be in charge of? What was I afraid to give him? Now, I probably would have never used those words. Never. I'm not afraid. I'm not. I mean, I knew enough. But I was. I was afraid if I didn't get married that I would be alone and a loser. Now, where is that from? The liar. But once I said it for the first time, I never had the conversation. I just was always married, married, married. And it's not. this isn't about getting married or not getting married. This is about what I didn't give up. And there was other things. And so when we're really honest, some people say, well, I'm going to be single and I can't give up not having sex before marriage. Well, you'll never do it God's way then because your mouth, if you say, I don't want to give it up, but I'm going to do it, whatever it is, then God will meet you there and he will have a plan with the word of God. But you can't try. Trying is, is wishing and it's not going to get it. So you can't, no one can have like the peace of God and just do it halfway because it, it, it's, it's mixed. It's not that God's not trying to give us stuff. He is, but it would hurt us if he blessed us. If he would have given me my husband, which he told me he has, but if he would have given me that before, I wouldn't have been able to experience the you know, immense amount of blessing that comes from letting him be God in and through me to other people because I would be in covenant with my husband. I didn't, I didn't know this existed. What I'm saying, you don't have to have what I'm saying, but God has a better plan than what we think. Oh, I don't want to give that up because it's meaning this, that, you know, that's a lie. That's a natural thought. Oh, well, I can't stop. I can't stop working that six-figure, seven-figure income job because I'm used to that lifestyle. That's a lie. If God, God knows our desires. He knew this better than I did. Obviously, he created me. I didn't know that the immense amount of, uh, I don't even know how to explain it in the natural, the filling up of me, like, I didn't know that Allowing him to mentor people through me had such a deep, um, oh, what's the word? Like a deep uh, gr feeling, not feeling, but a, a sense of accomplishment. And it wasn't me. So it, the last time I remember being me was in eighth grade. And I was the best at everything. School, sports, basketball, swimming, dancing, everything. And then from like 10th grade on, it was like downhill from there. And when I surrendered, it came back. But it's even better because now it's not me being the best. It's me doing the best I can to crucify my flesh, to keep my mind, will, emotions, imaginations, Thoughts, desires, interests at the behind the Lord, behind the Holy Spirit, so that He can live through me, and then it opens up a whole new world of, of His realm. And there is nothing 
<laughs> That's so cute. Thank yeah, more than double for the trouble. There's nothing that compare. You you don't. No one knows what it's like until he does it in and through you. You can't. No one can understand it because I didn't even know it existed. And and it's it's per person. Like God has a relationship with everyone, and and it's just it doesn't mean everyone has to be single or everyone has to give all their money away. That's not the point. Whatever, just like the rich young ruler. He, that was his idol or his, his thing that he, that was his source and he wasn't willing to give it up. And that was the example the Lord was using. He wasn't saying everybody has to get rid of everything. It was that the rich young ruler, that was his source and he was tied to it more than God and he wouldn't let it down. But I do believe, and I heard brother Copeland preach on this, that if he would have asked the Lord, please help me explain. He just assumed just like Adam and Eve, the liar is always asking questions, say, getting us to doubt. He's like, don't you want to do that? Oh, you need to sleep in some more. That's what me and Hazel were talking about. You need to sleep in. You don't want to do your reading today. You need. The thing is, it's a decision. And just like my dad taught me, you don't try to be a hero in the middle of temptation. You decide beforehand. And when you decide to make God first and you implement a plan, whatever that is, you don't deviate. And I've seen miracle after miracle after miracle when I just would not move and he moved things around me. In every area, finances, schedule, people, friends, family, situ everything. Because I, I don't know, I don't care to know how he's going to work it out. I'm not even going to try to think about it or think about seven different avenues. I don't care. He will do it, and that is it. But it's because we can do, this is what we have to do. And that's not performance. When we're trying to perform and be a good Christian, that is where the liar is deceiving. But when we spend time with him, we learn how to walk it out, walk out his will for our lives, in our prayer time. We don't go to our prayer time to see how to be more successful in our pharmaceutical sales job. We don't have our prayer time so that we can bless more people and finance the gospel. We go to our prayer time because we love God and that's what he said to do. Joshua 1.8, meditate on my word day and night. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added unto me. Jesus said, I do nothing or say nothing except what my father tells me. Same. Well, if it's good enough for Jesus, it's going to be good enough for me. He didn't need to figure anything out. He just did what his father said. And it's so much simpler. And it's victorious. And everybody can do it. You don't have to be tied of your time in the word. What you do have to do is make God first. And then you will understand all these broadcasts that I've done my whole five, six, seven years, whatever. So anyway, it's not about that, but it's about you understanding what God has for you. And it's so grandiose and it's so deep that your, your greatest feeling on earth in the natural, it pales in, in comparison to what God, I can't even, I'm going to be able to explain it one day, but probably not because it's, it's not, it's a spiritual thing, pales in comparison to what the Spirit of God does inside you when you allow Him to be God in your life. When we don't allow God, and 
let him use that, like, let him live in and through us, guess who is? And people say, oh, Satan's not living in me. Well, his thought process is. Unless we're living sold out to God, the truth of the matter, it's not a judgment, but the truth of the matter is the enemy or the thought process of the liar, which is self, self, self. Let me lead with self. Let me figure it out for myself. Let me do this and ask God. Let me show God what I can do for him. That is so dumb. I'm not being disrespectful, but that... He is God. Why do we think we know what people need to hear? I've had this conversation many times. Oh, your messages aren't relevant. Oh, no one's con no one said that to me. But like, if they're not, if you're not connecting, someone's not, you're not relatable. This, that, I don't care. I am not here doing Lisa. I'm not here doing ministry. I'm here pleasing my father. And he tells me what to say. He tells me what to do. I don't care if zero people watch, zero people on YouTube. He told me to do it. Who cares? Well, then how are you going to get money? I don't know and I don't care. I don't care. Do you see? If you are caring about all those details, you're trying to figure it out in the natural and it's blocking everything. We are not to try to bait people with business, with money, so they can hear about Jesus Christ. That is a lie. That is a lie from Satan. Jesus told me himself, not audibly, but in my heart, back in 2013, I guess, that that's a lie. He doesn't need any baiting. All he needs is for us to be quiet, get out of the way, spend time with him, so he can be God in and through us. Anything outside of that is us being God. We are trying to be little gods. And that it's not fun, it's frustrating, and it's truly idolatry. But I, I didn't see it like that. If someone were to say, you're an idolatry, I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. But anything that we can't let go of, or we can't change our routine, or change our focus, or submit to God, because we've done it this way for 3,500 years, is idol. And idols can be TV watching. Idols can be certain foods. This is not a shoot an arrow at people's stuff. This is saying it's the truth of the matter. Why people are frustrated and why their things aren't happening for them and, and not healed immediately is because their eyes are on their self. You can't get sick when you, God is in you. You can't get, nothing can attach itself to you when we're, Submitted to him. My arms are like this, like the girl, you know, the girl. And this word is for me too. It's what he taught me and I take it for myself now too. There's times I mess up, I quickly repent. But I'm not going to talk about the problems. Did Jesus ever? No, he didn't make a problem, but no, I'm not doing it. The Lord told me, no. When he tells me to give a testimony, I will. But I'm going to talk about what he tells me to talk about. And... This is about you being free. And the freedom you think you've had is nothing compared, none of us, compared to what he has more. And the only way we experience is by being in the word more so we can learn more about him. It's not about how much we can read. It's about time with him. Okay, I'm going to go. This has been awesome. Okay, I'm going to go. I love you and we'll see you on Monday with God's way of success. Just remember, 
God created you. He has the plan for you. The, he's speaking to you. He loves you. He loves you. Just let him be God. Let him lead. And he'll, he'll guide you. And it's just so much more fun. Okay, I love you all. See you soon.